No. Have you ever had a conversation with someone that you wish after the conversation was over that you actually recorded it? Like, man, I would love to have got that on record. Because sometimes we just don't remember everything we talked about. Well, that happens all the time with my beautiful wife, Andrea, who's joining me today. And so we were having a conversation in the kitchen, and I said, let's go in the studio and record it right now. She looked at me like, really? I was but, eating my breakfast. Yeah, but we've done this at night at conversations. We've done it all the time. And today I had a thought, and I was riding, running on a treadmill, and I said, let me stop right now and go record that thought because I think I'm going to do it later, and it doesn't come out that well. So here we are, conversations with my wife, Andrea Brown. everybody, welcome. I'm Mr. Brown, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Andrea Brown. And uh, today our topic is less declarations and more conversations. And in the light of everything going on in our world today and all the time, I think you look at the media and one of the quotes my wife said today, you know, sometimes you allow the Internet to make declarations for you. And then you just go try to refute those. I don't know what you do, but I know myself, I find myself all angst up about these declarations. They may not be true. Because I think we, it's easier to make declarations than to have conversations. So as we were talking in the kitchen, you were waxing eloquently. So <laughs> three, two, one, and go. Wax eloquently. That's not, that's <laughs> not how that works. Okay, well, let's have a conversation. Okay, let's have a conversation. Like this morning, I woke up and um, I didn't want to, you know, look at the TV. I didn't want to look at the, but my watch gave me a notification. Fox News or new, the news app. actually Those notifications, the news app. I tell you what, they derail you all that yeah, time. Yeah, that news app. And I'm like, oh, and it wasn't even Fox. It was like NBC. And then another one popped up three in a row about events that took place. And I'm like, oh, but now I'm curious. So I clicked on one and I'm like, man, that's how to get you. And so I, I said, okay, stop. Just stop the day. I want to start my day with my PB&J, prayer, Bible, and journaling. Um, but I just, I was feeling all angsty already. And so I said, I just need to go run on a treadmill. So I did. And ran on, so I, I let all that go, ran on a treadmill. And the song, the first song on my playlist was, Every Little Thing's Gonna Be All Right. I know, I, I heard it every time the kids opened the door. I heard it blaring out. I was like, somebody's having fun out there. I'm missing out. I need well, to go have some fun. It was in my headset and uh, in my ear, earbuds or whatever. And I, I, did, and I came in, I did a video on that. And then um, the kids came in. They've been so good about just opening the door quietly. And they, they, they do their me. little like peek their head. They peep their head and they watch me finish the video. And I had to come on in. And then I, they said, Daddy, can we watch you run on a treadmill? Like... <laughs> Sure, I'm just running on a treadmill. If you want to watch, that's <laughs> fine. Go for it. I think they were saying they just want to be with me, just want to hang out. I said, cool. So I started playing, and I was singing the song a little bit. And they were looking at me like, I said, y'all want to hear a song? So I switched it to the the little uh, June box thing or whatever thing's called mm-hmm. so you can hear it. And they just started dancing. And I had, I was running treadmill. Then I'd do some push-ups, get back on the treadmill, go back and forth. So I was in. We all would dance, have a little dance party. Those chat. babies love some Andy Minio. <laughs> So they were, they were, they, Travis was walking out to get his bike and he looked at us like, we're having a dance party. And he opened the garage, get his bike out. And I don't know if people were driving by, we're having a dance party. Everything's going to be all right. And uh, that became the declaration for my day. I chose to look at scripture, Romans chapter eight, verse 28, you know, all things work together for the good to love God and are called according to his purposes. Right. I think that's, that's probably two different versions mixed up, but the idea is that God is working things out for good. 
He's working out for for our good and his glory. And those things are not in competition to each other. And that became my declaration from God. And that's where I want to start my conversation for the day, that every little thing is going to be all right. And that's just not something that, that I can just grasp for and it doesn't have any substance. The substance came from God. And that just makes me, that just changes my whole perspective. So now when I go back and look at the news report and my watch starts talking to me, I can say, you know what? My declaration came from him today. Now all my conversation will be guided by that versus anything everybody else has to say. And so as you, we talked about that, you said some things about the same thing you feel with the internet's giving you all these declarations and what do you do with those? Yeah, I think you, I watched that video that you made and I think that there's a lot in there to unpack and talk about. And this is one of the pieces is that idea of the fact that for some reason there's something about the way that social media and the internet is built that it really is much more conducive to declaring things than actually having a conversation. And I know that people are trying and keep inviting people to have a conversation and join a conversation and sometimes there's space for that, but especially when emotions are really running high or when it's complex or when there's just so much that we don't know, it is a place where there just is a lot of declaring and not much. It's not really great for having a conversation about things. Part of it is I was just talking to a friend this morning and the fact that these com- these computer algorithms are built to show you things that it thinks that you like. And so it's designed to like narrow down the voices that you're hearing and specifically give you some that maybe you will buy something from. Yeah. It's all about, (laughs) it becomes about that dollar, what you're going to buy. And I think that's interesting because that's how our news is shaped for us. And that begins to shape our perspective of the world based on these algorithms. Okay. Don't laugh at me. I struggle with the word algorithm. You said it right. Algorithm. Now that's in my head, I always say it. I always think about it, but some, some machine, and artificial intelligence is trying to shape your perspective and that's all you receive, then your perspective is only this. And so I think this is not the best way to get our perspective and information from the world. Yep. And you can, you can find on there what a lot of people are declaring, but again, back to that one point you'd made of, it's not a great place for conversations and that's really what we need right now is a conversation. And I think those conversations are, and you can, you can comment, right? But Mm -hmm. if your comment is not, it tends to be, if your comment is anti what they are saying, then you get attacked. Well, and it's not, you're missing all of the things. You're missing body language. You're missing all of the things that give context to when someone in a conversation, someone says a sentence, expresses an idea, expresses a thought, but you get along with it their emotion, you get along with it, their body language, you get the context that it was said in. And they're also reading you and how their words, how you're receiving their words in real time. So much of even commenting is just lots of little mini declarations being lobbed back and forth. And it's tricky with with people that I actually know yeah. where you like you're having to constantly do that. And it's much easier when you see someone that you know and love, especially if it's something that you disagree with or that is really emotional or that it's when you see it, you automatically start filtering through, well, I know this person. Did they really mean it like that? But it's we stop doing all of that when it's someone that you don't know. And we don't even realize that we're not running through the filters of, OK, so that hit me and made me feel angry or made me feel emotional or made me just 
like just amp continued to spin the amp wheel or whatever it is uh, the amp wheel i like I don't that know. Just, we, we should uh copyright that the amp wheel because we are on this just we're, we're on this every, uh, when you say the amp wheel i'm thinking of the the gerbil you know and then we're, we're going along but then we read something and we just go and i think it becomes more and more frustrating for an example if you're in this com- this current conversation around the protest and if you're white then you have to rethink over and over and over again about some declaration someone made about your skin color. And now you don't know what to say. You're friends with this person, but you may have to, you, you just do so much thinking. And then what do you do? I think you leave the conversation. And then that declaration sticks with you and you, you feel like I, I feel powerless to say anything, whether you're black or white. I, I just think right now you hear a lot of your, every white person is racist. And then you say, wait a minute. I'm not racist. And, and, and you feel like you have to defend that declaration when that's not fair for you. And you on, you don't even know who that was said to. Like, that's part of the whole thing. You know, like when people post, it happens all the time and it's easy to laugh at when you're pretty sure it's not you. But you know when like a friend posts a thing and you're like, oh, that was meant for somebody. You know, when it's like, right, yeah, yeah. I just wish that people would. But you should have said people. And underline, you know, it is a very specific friend who made them mad, who, you know, it's like when you post your thing about people in the grocery line, you don't just wish that all people would be more respectful or would move quicker or whatever. There's one person that messed up your day. And you and it's funny when it's when you have enough distance and perspective to be like, oh, that wasn't meant for me. But part of the problem is when things are declared and you don't have, you don't know what room that was spoken into. And there's so many other places where I see that with distance learning that has that, there's all these emails I was getting from administrators and teachers and stuff where I would like, it was spinning my wheel. The, the amp wheel. <laughs> and I had to call my, thankfully I have a sister who's a teacher who I was able to call and be like, was this, was this meant for me? Like what, what parent, I think that this was directed, you know, like, and for some reason, instead of being really specific, we like to, and it happens to everyone where it's like the one student in the class that's goofing off. And so the teacher makes declarations to the whole classroom why nobody's getting their work done and everybody needs to do it. And how we respond to that. But, and the problem is when you're in the classroom and you see the one kid who's doing it, you can be like, that was for that, that, was for that, that person. person. Because you're in that context. You that can was see. not for me. Right. But when you eliminate all the context and all you get is every person you know declaring things right you start to it just spins the wheel and you have no way of getting off you you know you can bail it's hard to stay in a conversation when you're not everyone's just yelling stuff right so so if all white people are racist and white supremacists for an example because that's been put out there and then you're going is that meant for me and then it's not meant for me but then the amp will starts to get pushing because I'm not that. Um, I was talking to your sister-in-law, I mean, my sister-in-law, your sister. And, you know, people may look at her and, and say because she's white, but she has an Indian. She married an Indian guy from India and she hasn't. And so she's like, was that meant for me? Well, maybe. And then 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 you feel powerless to say anything because people don't want to have a conversation. They want to have a declaration. And so you you just feel powerless not to, you can't say anything because if you say something, then people are going to jump down your throat because and when you say it, they didn't hear it. They, when you write it, I mean, they didn't hear, see your inflection. They didn't see your body language. They didn't see it was more of a question or a, a, wanting to have a conversation. And so we, we get on this amp wheel and everybody's on amp wheel and it's not a good thing to do. And so you were saying that, you know, instead of getting my declarations from the internet, where should I get them from? And that's what kind of drew me to the, just, Hey, let's go talk about it right now. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, 
things there's a lot of things to talk about like we should make another video about you know some of the the reasons we care so much about conversations and especially about race is even connected to some of our experiences when we first got married and watching just the fact that we put out a wedding invitation means there's a whole lot of the conversation always shifts when the people that you're talking about are in the same room as you and I think it's really important that we start shifting and having conversations and preferably where you can start to have some of the people that you're talking about in the same room in the same room and in the same community i think we try to fix problems for the nation and we're not talking to our neighbors you can't fix you can't Ooh, fix wait, problems wait, you, for- did you get that that was that was that, that was one of those preacher that was connection one of those preacher things, right? things. you yeah. got rhyming words nation neighborhood you, you two need n-words a, you need a, some bullet points and a powerpoint behind <laughs> but really we're trying to have conversations for our nations and we're not having conversations with our neighbors mm-hmm. And those are people we can see inflections. We can talk to. We can have those conversations. Those conversations go from our neighbors to our communities because what goes on here is not the same, same thing going on in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to solve a problem for an entire nation when we're not even talking to our neighbors. And I'm guilty. I told you before that I want to reach out to my neighbors and have just not even about race. Who are you? Because I want to hear your story. And the thing is, we don't hear each other's stories and your experiences. And then so I don't know those. So I base what I think about you on my experience because of your you're white or because you're old, because you're a man, because you're a woman. Other women that I've met, I assume because these these women are that way. You're the same way because it takes much more time to get to know you as a person and hear your story than it does to, to assume your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess the, the one piece we apparently have a lot, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. But that's why it's called is, conversations. Yeah. This is <laughs> one of the pieces that we were just talking about over eggs this morning is the fact that one of the things that I just keep coming back to is the current way that I know how to engage right now, because partly I have a lot of words and apparently they don't go in a straight line, but Like the point that you brought up this morning is the one who should be making declarations is God. And he's made some. And he's made some (laughs) declarations. And so it's not a, um, it's not a don't, don't engage. We need to have conversations, but I think in order for us to come to the table and not just be spinning, like to, to get, instead of letting everybody else spin our wheel, we've got to hop off and Spend some time with God, the one who actually gets to make some declarations. Right. And once we've backed off and and been doing that, then we are in a better space to actually come to the table and hear other people's perspective. That's my, I got to go do something alarm. I think it's just a much better space. And one of the places that I am learning to do that is to ask God Every day, what does it look like? What does faithfulness look like for me? Hmm. What does it look like for me to be faithful today? And the piece that I think is really important for me is to trust that the God of the universe, who I have a relationship with, to trust his voice. Because part of the problem is the entire internet is yelling at me and declaring what I should be doing right now. And Part of the tricky thing is often what I hear from God about today feels 
a little bit irrelevant to all this, like is not connected to all the things people are declaring. Sometimes right. the thing that I, the faithfulness that I know is clear in front of me today is to shut off the internet and go play a game with my kids. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes when the, it feels like the entire world is on fire, it there are a lot of voices yelling at me that it is irresponsible and even racist for me to shut off the internet and go play a game with my kids. And the thing that I'm learning is not that I, I need to be engaged, I need to care, I need to engage in conversations, but the place that I'm learning to start is asking God to declare to me what does faithfulness look right. like and being willing to trust his voice and practice obedience. And how can he lead us in obedience in really big and risky things if we can't trust him with turn your phone off and play a game with your kids? Yeah. And not that that's everyone's thing, but honestly, that's a lot of what I'm, that's, that's a lot of where I'm are. at today. That's where you are. And I think as we talked about, I think even a step before the neighborhoods to get to the nations, it starts in our home and our families. Mm-hmm. And I think even doing those things, because if we're all, we're on the amp wheel about what's going on in our nation, what's going on in our country, and I'm, I'm on the amp wheel and I'm not interacting with my kids. And I kind of sensed that yesterday with Sophia. Because we talked to them a little bit about this. We had we had separate conversations. We're going to have a, a one all together. But I felt she kept hearing other people talk around her. And I just sensed she was be, she was getting on the amp wheel and didn't know why. Yep. And so I have to be careful not to be all on this wheel and not be faithful where I'm called first. Um, and you, you talked about being faithful and being obedient. Like the video I made about asking them to reschedule the, the protest. I did not want to do that. And, and we had a conversation. I was almost in tears. I felt such... I don't want to call it a burden, but such a passion, such I need to say something. Um, and I didn't want to because I don't want to get into political left, right and all these different things. And, I, and not that I want, don't want to talk about these conversations, but I don't want declarations made about me. And I don't want to limit my voice to just one topic either. But this is one of those times I had to say something. Right. And that was me being faithful right there. But then yesterday. My faithfulness was trying to interact with my kids this mm-hmm. morning. Yesterday, Sophia, I was on the phone. Sophia came. She just wanted to hug me. She just wanted, I don't know what was going on. I think that's why I think she was on, she was starting to get, you know, uncomfortable with some things. Well, and we were we were already on it like we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, we are already amped up. Right. We were already out of control and all spinning and all of us are already feel like so much of our power has been stripped from us. Our opportunities right. have been stripped. Our understanding and our ability to make a difference our work has been stripped from us and so we are already about ready to fall on our fall flat on our faces and now the entire like now it's all being spun up some more right and it's affecting us it's affecting our children it's yep. she, and then she, she ended up falling asleep on you like yeah this girl who does not take a nap yes ended up falling asleep on, on my lap. lap and i you know she wanted and she just wanted to be around and then she came and she sat on my lap and i was and she had an ice pack and it was kind of making my chest cold but she just wanted to be under her daddy mm-hmm. and i just sat there and i was on the phone with somebody and she fell asleep on on my on my lap and so i think that was me being faithful to them yesterday and being faithful to what God has called me to do. And yeah. so I think. And, and how can we lead the world? How can we participate in peace in the world if we aren't participating in peace in our family? Right, right. And, and we got so much more to talk about. Yeah. So much more. I got to go to the library. And I have to go get my, my son's haircut. Speaking of haircuts, I think that's a great place. The barbershop has been a great place for conversation, not a lot mm-hmm. of declaration. I'll talk about that later. Hey, thanks for joining us. And uh, we, want, we want to get your feedback. Um, so leave a comment below, um, send your questions, your thoughts, and we want to just continue the conversation because I think it's more about conversation than declarations. And we got to start in our families 
move to our neighborhoods, our community, and then to the nations. And now we got that backwards. But anyway, thanks for watching.